Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fatback 4. I'm Gav and with me this week I have got Keith and I have Emma and we're going to try to talk about Nottingham Forest 1, Liverpool 0, um, which was horrendous. Um, fair play to um, Matt and Kev yesterday who done the uh, post-match show. Matt stood in because Chris was Chris was away and the first time he comes on we lose 1-0 to Nottingham Forest so make it out what you want but poor fella. You know... Um, <laughs> If you're watching, hit the like button. If you're watching and you haven't subscribed, subscribe. It helps us. It genuinely does. I've been told it helps us. So hit the like button while you're in here. Hit the subscribe button if you can. And it helps us get out there and helps us um, keep all this free, more or less. That's being honest. Um, Keith, how was your weekend? It wasn't great. It wasn't great. I can't believe we're on here to talk about these shy hawks. You duped me, Gav. You said we were coming on to do a show about the gr- the great British Bake Off professionals, yeah. and that we wouldn't have to talk about these. But um, no, it's it's the it's the age old thing, isn't it? You make a balls at the early kick off on a Saturday, and your weekends fucking round with sport. You know what I mean? Um, there's, there's a lot to dig into about about the football um, well, and we're going to talk about it I suppose in, in the next hour but it was one I was looking at with fucking trepidation and I'm usually quite positive you know what I mean but the, the way this squad is assembled now it's 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 one step forward or two steps forward one step back every time I don't trust them anymore I've, I've lost the trust do you know what I mean like any good relationship when the trust is gone yeah. off with their head fuck them out all of them hate them hate their guts yeah 
Okay. <laughs> Emma, how was your weekend? Not much better than Keith's. Absolutely ruined. Uh, I, I hate it. Look, we've spoken about it before that the half 12 kickoff, and people pointed out that it's actually not that bad. Right? We don't have too bad of a record, but then you go and do what you did on Saturday, and that's what ruins the half 12 kickoff on a Saturday. One result. I don't care if the other nine that we played on a half 12 on a Saturday, we won. It's the one that just ruins everything. And I'm, I, I'm just, I, I, I probably, I don't know whether I said it to you. Uh, it's amazing you can. I know you can play away or play in Europe or even play at home in Europe on a Wednesday, and then you definitely won't play until three o'clock or later on a Saturday. But that doesn't apply in the Premier League. And we've yeah. spoken about it before that you're talking hours. Uh, I think Klopp even said if I don't I can't remember who it was he said that if the match was tomorrow that the person might have played. I don't know whether I can't remember who it was, but uh, you're talking like hours in terms of recovery when it comes to this sports science. But um. Yeah, ruined me weekend. I didn't watch another ounce of football. I went up the north today, bought loads of gargle. <laughs> and I'm going to consume some tonight. So here we go. I like it. Why not? Why do you have you drinking a big bowl? Because as I said, it'll keep it cold. Oh, nice. nice. <laughs> it's like half notions that is, isn't it? <laughs> and drink cans, bro. Stick it in a big That's silver bowl. Not right? silver platter, yeah. <laughs> but it's not, it's not actual silver, so it's not the same as Andy. Right, okay. Oh, no, Andy, Andy, Andy doesn't drink hands as well below. Um, but look, my weekend as well was, yeah, yesterday, you know. Um, just what can you say, you know what I mean? Other than that, but I've, I've said it before, I get over it very quickly, um, whether, it's, whether it's a good win or it's a terrible loss. But then when it comes to about half nine on a Sunday night, I'm like, oh my God, I have to talk about this stuff. Um, and that's kind of, oh my God, has kind of come more and more this season. But look, that's how it goes. Um, moving on to the game, though, it's a half 12 kickoff, right? We're going to Nottingham Forest. They're not good. They've signed about 22 players or 23 players, something mad, right? We're expected to beat them. Um, I feel Liverpool turned up with a bit of a, an attitude there yesterday. That we'll turn up and beat these, you know, we're on a bit of a run here. We've beaten Rangers, we've beaten Man City, we've beaten West Ham. We're on a roll, but just looking at the, the lineup, and Keith, I'll come to you first. Like he, he puts Milner right back, and I think he has to do that. It's just the option he's he's left with. Um Gomez and Van Dyke, you can't argue. Robertson in midfield. Or Robertson left back, sorry, I'm just dying to get to this midfield. Um a left back. And then he goes with Jones and, and Fabino. Now Jones only gets about 20 minutes or something does he half an hour against West Ham does he come on for Thiago on about 60 minutes the other night um, and he puts him in and I'm kind of going well and it kind of made me think of something which I'll get on to later he does that with, with Fabinho he, he goes Carvalho he goes um, Sal, um, Elliot with Firmino behind Salah because Darwin Nunes is ruled out late on and Thiago has an ear infection he's ruled out late on was it a bit weird to you, Keith, or is it just that's the options that we have? I think that's what it is, Gav. It's the options that we have. Um, the the midfield options, you know, it's it's now that we sort of stumbled into the the, the double pivot for, you know, want of a better phrase in the midfield. Because I, I don't know what formation we're fucking playing, whether it's 4-4-2, whether it's 4-1-1 or whatever it's meant to be. Um, it, it seemed to be a case of, Thiago, Fabinho and Henderson are rotating them two spots and it's two of the three 
cha- change every game. Do you know what I mean? And then we saw Curtis Jones coming in from the deep freeze yesterday for that. Um, it was unusual, but I, I think when you look at the bench, you just have to look at the bench to see that the options just weren't there. Do you know what I mean? Could he have started Henderson? Yeah, he could have started Henderson, but obviously there's a reason why, why they can't. Do you know what I mean? And they have to watch the, the amount of games that are coming up. I think is dictating sort of what you can do. So we've obviously a big game now on, um, when is that, Tuesday or Wednesday, Wednesday. night? Um, Wednesday night. <coughs> a big game there. He has to look at the bodies to who's going to be available for that. So he goes, I was, I was looking at the team and yeah, the back four, fine. The midfield was the the one that, that done me. Because look, I like Curtis Jones and I've been positive about Curtis Jones on these shows in the past. I think he does have a bit of belt, man. I think he can certainly have a future at Liverpool, but he has to improve his performances. I just feel any time he plays in a midfield with, we've seen the three-man midfield when it'd be him, Oxley, chamberlain and someone else, he'd never look sort of good. I think he needs to be playing with two of the big guns nearly in there and be the, he needs to be the third wheel of the of the three man midfield to have him as the second central midfielder seemed a strange one but you know it's hard to criticize too much because we just don't have the options the criticism i suppose comes from the recruitment but we don't want to go down that rabbit hole but you know curtis jones it, it was a it was a hard one but then he was flanked by by two young lads as well in Carvalho and, and Elliot. And look, I thought Elliot was, was outstanding yesterday. Uh, I think Carvalho was coming in for too much stick. I thought he was decent as well. Um, it's just the, the the bounds of the squad that we have. We, we've we got a lot of injuries. Some of them you could probably foresee. Some of them you can't. It's the nature of the beast. You're going to pick up injuries. That's why your squad is there for. Curtis Jones has unfortunately been one that's not, not featured because of injury. And... You know, he's coming in now and he looked rusty to me. That's what I'd say about him. He looked rusty. He didn't look uh, sharp enough. And when you see the midfield at the start, it plays out to be the area that really kills us, I think, in the game. Yeah. We get, we get into the midfield because you have to, at times like this, you have to kind of look back and you have to look forward as well. So I want to get into the midfield in a few minutes because, like I said, something struck me and, and we'll talk about it in a bit. But, um. You look at you look at defensively. I thought Milner done fine. You know, like I looked at yesterday. Nottingham Forest had fifty successful passes in Liverpool's half over ninety five minutes of the game. Fifty, they had eleven shots. Right, they had six of them on target. They score. Right, Liverpool I think had something like two hundred odd passes in their half, successful passes in their half, and we looked most threatening from, you know, corners, free kicks, stuff like that. Um. But starting at the back, you know, Joe Gomez got an awful lot of stick yesterday because he gives away that free. He's just dallying on the ball, dilly dallying on the ball, gives away the free. They they more or less they do what they score from it. Um what did you make of them at the back? Because Forrest were at times just one ball away from hurting us badly. And a better side would have hurt us badly. Like if we if we were playing and I know it's it's we beat Man City last week, but if we went out with that sort of away to Man City and played like that with that team and we're that easy to get at, we'd have conceded five or six. There's no doubt about it. I think we're only lucky yesterday we don't concede more because of who we're playing. Yeah, um, I think you hit the nail on the head right at the start there when you said it looked like we just wrapped up and thought it's a foregone conclusion. And 
within the first five minutes, I, I checked my phone there before we came on, 12.32, I text into one of my WhatsApp groups, and I says, Curtis Jones already slowing it down, but he just moved the ball. The first time he got it at his feet, he's sauntering around. They had 50 passes in our, uh, in our half. There are probably 50 quick passes. We had t- 200 passes in theirs, and probably, and I hate saying this, a lot of them probably went sideways. Now, there, there is a there is use for a sideways pass, but we weren't passing the ball quick enough at all. If you're playing against a low block, the whole idea of trying to break them down is, is you move the ball quick. We just didn't have any kind of intensity whatsoever about us. Even for Fabinho, like in in the midfield, getting pushed off the ball, their their fifty pass they made their fifty passes count. We didn't make any of our two hundred passes count. Yeah. Because if we if you go into this game in a four two three one, my idea my idea in a four two three one is, and right we're suffering a little bit defensively, so maybe the four are quite compact. They may push on a little bit. One goes, one stays, rather than what we usually see from our, our side, where the two <coughs> go and they're gone, and we deal with it. All right, but my idea ahead of that is to sit there to protect, okay, screen and protect the back four, whether that's two guys directly behind them or off the either side, okay? And then the tree is designed to be wide and one guy to play in the, in the spaces, as they call it. And then you want the one guy up front to be serviced by, if it's not the full-backs, it's the two guys wide or it's the guy in the in the spaces, right? The half spaces, as, as people like to call it. And what I seen there yesterday was nobody getting between lines, nobody passing into areas where you go, oh, they've broken past Forrest's bank of four here and okay he might still have six forest players in front of him but at least he's turning and forest haven't got extra insurance i seen none of that yesterday all i seen was and listen Curtis jones never played number six in his life right for liverpool never and that's not making an excuse i think he is too slow on the ball at times i would have started him out left hand side if you're going to start him and done something else you know revert to a tree in midfield to try maybe get you know even a, an elliot in there and you can kind of do something right but it was too slow. Everything was too slow. And even and that's like we talk about the goal. That's Gomez just deciding not I'll just have all the time in the world here. I'll just have all the fucking time in the world here. And and it, it just bleeds through the team. Like it, I genuinely do believe we turned up there yesterday and went, ah, oh, it doesn't matter what eleven we have. We'll just go out and beat these. These are bottom of the league. Um, they're no good. The, um, these players don't even know each other's names because they don't know you know, um they're not with each other long enough. But Everything was so slow, sidewards. We were playing so many, and Kev mentioned it yesterday, and I couldn't agree more. We were playing so many little squares of football between two centre-halves and two sitting midfielders, which is the easiest thing in the world to do when Forrest are literally sitting with two banks of four, right, or four or five, and the, the striker is standing on your defensive midfielder. It's so easy to do. You can do it all day if you tune it up, but you can't do it when you're nil all. You know, we get chances from some, some set pieces, but we can't go around as Liverpool relying on set pieces and chances from set pieces to win games. All the, you know, our only outlet in a game to win is a set piece. You just simply can't. You know, um, I just I, I just I just couldn't get over how slow it was. I thought it was um, so complacent. There was a, a, there was a massive complacency in it, and then there was a massive thing of application for me and ideas and moving. And people have said there, we look old, we look slow, teams out running us stuff like that it's it, when you're watching it you're kind of going is this fucking really happening you know if you actually go on to sky and you press play and then you press back and you can go rewind at a half a speed you know when everything's fucking moving that like everything's like 
looks like it's in a fucking daze. That's what it looked like. And I don't mind if you're doing it slow. Or just pump one over the fucking back and turn them, do something. But we done nothing, nothing of that. Keith. We seem we seem to think that we had all the time in the world on the ball and they were like they were they were regained, they were turning over possession left, right and centre. Like we like I we used to have the best defence in the world. We used to have the best midfield in the world, and we used to have the best attack in the world. I think the only best thing in the world we have now is a goalkeeper. We don't have the best any of the other three. No one's no one's shown, no one's shown it. And like, I'll get on to the end of the game later. But Keith, I want to talk about the midfield, right? Because there's been massive fucking discussions on this channel, and I'm sure others, right? There's been massive discussions off air with us, on air. Um, on social media, wherever it might be, and it's been about recruitment and stuff like that. And listen, you can you can bring it all together like a courtroom and say, well, look, we should have done this, we should have done that, but Klopp didn't want this. Klopp said he didn't want that, and you can throw it all together, right? Keith, we don't have a midfield that can play three games in a week, and we used to have three or four of them. We have not got a single midfielder that can play three games in a week. Thiago and Fabinho start against Man City, okay? Thiago and Henderson start against West Ham and Thiago goes off after an hour. Okay? And Fabinho starts yesterday. So you can see the rotation there. Why isn't Henderson starting there yesterday? Why haven't he got knocked? If we're, we're mixing these two up, why isn't he playing yesterday? If Thiago was meant to play, gets an ear infection. Why is Jordan Henderson not playing there yesterday? That's the most worrying thing for me. We can talk about what we should, and we will talk about what we should do in a bit. But when I looked at yesterday, I went, hold on. If Thiago's not playing, Henderson fucking plays. He plays, he comes on as a sub against Man City, right? He, he plays a game against West Ham. He has to fucking play. And if he can't play, what are we meant to do with you? We need fucking 12 midfielders if that's the way it's going to go. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, I know hindsight's a great thing. Henderson should have played, but it doesn't make any sense. You, you touched on it a minute ago. To play Cortis Jones in there in a position that he's never played in, when he's only literally coming in from the cold, when you've got a central midfielder on the bench, and I understand that managing minutes, and I understand, you know, there's big games coming up and all that. But I, do I think Liverpool took Forrest for granted? Um, I don't I don't think they did to an extent. I just think some players just didn't perform on the day. Um, look, I don't think Klopp expected Van Dijk and, and Gomez, for example, to play like you were playing against an under-18s team after the way they performed against City, for example. And I just think um, the Henderson question is just one that I personally think you should have played. I think you you play the two that are fit there. You can take one of them off if you've got a stranglehold of the game and then you can bring in Curtis Jones. And then the next game, you have Thiago back from his ear infection. Hopefully, he could be out for six months the way air look is. But you walk your midfielders like that, and then you say, right, who have we got for the next game? Who have we got for Ajax? So we've got, you would imagine, a fresh Thiago. Uh, and then you've got, who's the best at the other two? And it didn't make sense that he didn't do that. Um, the, the midfield is the midfield is a, is a crippler for us at the moment. And you touched on it. We don't have anyone that can play. Who's our most reliable midfielder this year? Harvey Elliott. And he's not even a midfielder. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, but, but the other one, the other one is probably Fabinho. Who's chronically out of form? Yeah, he's, you know what I mean? that, that's what but, I mean. But what, like, but, but what but I'm saying is, is form is, and availability. But, it's Harvey Elliott. And but if you if you're mixing if you're if you're mixing these up, Keith, 
if you're rotating these like Emmett mentioned yeah. earlier right or what you mentioned earlier if you're rotating these the natural progression from City to West Ham to yesterday was to end up with Fabinho and Henderson on the pitch regardless yeah. of what Thiago had an ear infection or not Henderson should be on the pitch and this isn't me telling you Henderson is the best thing since sliced bread no. what I'm saying is the natural progression for the rotation was him to play and it is it is um, where they don't they turn up Keith and they decide that they'll just come out and play because they slow it down immediately instead yeah. of going at this team and saying do you know what we need fucking Henderson Wednesday night so what do you know we do we won't put this to bed in 60 minutes and on 60 That's minutes when you're training it up, you take Henderson off, you take Fabinho off, take whoever you want off, right? And you can move players around, you can put Alexander-Arnold on, you can put Milner into the middle of midfield. You can make your options become much better when you're in a much stronger position. But yesterday, we started with a team where I'm looking going, we don't have a midfielder that can play three games in a week. Yeah. Simple, it's no, there, we right? don't. Yeah, we don't. We don't have one that can play, but we should be using the senior ones that we have. And people will say, well, then when does Curtis Jones get his game? Curtis Jones earns his games. And to me, that's the point. He, he hasn't really earned a spot. So why throw him in there yesterday, putting him in cold because you're playing the team that are 20th in the league. But you're playing a team who are 20th in the league who signed 23 players or whatever they've signed. Uh, eventually, some of these players are going to click. They've signed some big, good players. So... Is it naive Is it naive of Klopp to think that you know? Oh, these are like I don't look, for example, at Forest and say these are bleeding brutal. These are bottom of the league. I can't see what's coming from the memo. All I can see is these are bottom of the league. They've signed too many players. They've signed too many players in each position, and there's uh, uncertainty in that squad. But they definitely have players that can that can hurt you. I wouldn't have played Curtis Jones yesterday. That's no. I, the, I think the, the only uh, the only acceptable reason why Henderson didn't start yesterday is if Thiago was injured. Then it makes sense to try and yeah. protect one of your main well, main midfielders. Um, but if Thiago has an ear infection and, and is expected sense. back, but for the Ajax game, yeah. well then you're resting one of the other two anyway. Exactly. So, that's and the that's only that's the only excuse sense. I could see, and especially like we've said that Jones has never played that position before. Yeah, and um, I look, I, I know we're saying, and and, and Gavin said as well that you've underestimated Nottingham Forest, but they may not have gone out intentionally. Like you, your body can subconsciously make yeah. less effort against a team that is is seen as not being as good as the teams that you've played previously, and I I've actually. I know Shawnee was big on the, we look bollocks and we look tired and whatever. How can you look bollocks in the first five minutes of a game? You can't. Yeah. So it's something else. I, exactly. I'm, I'm not having the tiredness anymore. Or are they trying to conserve their energy? You go out, like you've just said there, you go out and you go full pelt for 60 minutes and then you ring the changes. Surely yeah. these lads have six, like Curtis Jones, I know he's only coming back from injury, he's not injury but he's only a young fella. But yeah. like I said, within two minutes, He's dawdling on the ball, and I just I like you, it's it's awful the way we are now is that you can nearly tell from the first five minutes how this how games are gonna go, and yeah. we used to come out and just blitz like we came out and gave it a go against West Ham. Okay, we probably got tired towards the end, and they came more into the game. I prefer to see that than not starting at all. And yesterday we just didn't start at all. And you can see the players who are missing that you know. Obviously, Darwin Nunes is in a good run of form, and he's he's a player that creates chaos when he plays. And they, you know, he's all action. And Luis Diaz missing him, he's an exciting player. And we're missing all these players 
that give us that excitement. But then we should still have enough to be now i think what i think happened in this right i think joe gomez was horrendous yesterday i don't like digging out any of the lads right? i think gomez and van dyke were horrendous and i think if anyone took someone for granted i think them center backs took our knee for granted because he trained with them for four years or whatever every preseason he'd come back for a little game five aside and i think they thought right we pocketed Haaland, we've pocketed skamaka this was going to be handy because we know what this fella can do. And I just felt there was a complacency in them two centre-backs. When the reality is, when we saw that midfield and you both said it, if Curtis Jones after two minutes looks like he's not, you know, he's slowing things down and all that, well, then we can't take a foot off the gas at centre-back. I thought the two full-backs were excellent yesterday, to be told. I thought Milner was very good at right-back and I thought Robertson was very good at left-back. The centre of defence, to me, was where they just weren't at the races. And if we have a weak midfield, and we had a weak midfield, no matter what way we dress it up, we had a weak midfield, the defence has to be shorting her up and covering nearly for that. And then you can go on to the forwards. Like, Mo Salah, does Mo Salah pick up a knock because he gets this fucking pain in his back that just from a little... No it looked like a pain in his arse. It did look like a pain one. in his arse, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but how bad was he after that? So, like... I, I haven't heard anything, you know what I mean? Because I fucking switched off after, I, after the game. But is I there any lasting thing? I, I have to be honest with you. I, I wouldn't have started Salah up front. I think when you look when you look where Salah starts against City, he's up front, right? But City are high up yeah. the pitch. Um, He's a chance to run beyond them. You know, he, he was holding the ball up okay against City, but more of it was about... You know, get him away down this side, get him away down that side, and he was using his body and stuff like that. But we knew going into this yesterday, like, look, look, I'm not saying I know fucking more than anyone about football, but when I knew going into this game to, yesterday that Forrest were going to come in, they were going to sit in, one, okay, and they were going to make it difficult for us to play. So I was looking for our midfielders to be getting the ball into Firmino, right, or getting it to our left winger or our right winger and try to hoard them. Okay, we took Salah's. I I think we took Salah's threat away by putting him up front against two big defenders that were happy to sit on the edge of their own box, not leave any space behind them, and be physical if it ever went if it ever went near them. Now I'm not saying Salah can't deal with physicality. He can. He's very very strong. But I would have I would have I would have even switched Salah, and Firmino. I would have put someone in there that Salah is Salah gets goals and he's brilliant at it. But Firmino is just more of a, for me, a more of a centre-forward type. You know, that movement at centre-forward, just to drag people around even a little bit. You know, maybe be a, a bit of a, you know, Johnny on the spot in the box, stuff like that. Salah seems to manufacture a lot of his goals because he's fucking deadly at it. I would have just done that. Or if it wasn't working after 15, throw him out there for 10, 15 minutes and just see what happens. And it just seemed to me like we were just... It just looked disjointed all over the place. We weren't getting any joy out of Carvalho. He's still only young. You know, Elliot, I thought, probably Elliot and Alisson probably come out with a bit of credit. But it just, the setup just seemed all wrong to me um, early on in the game. And we just weren't quick enough for it. And when you're not quick yeah. on the ball against these teams, they just get more comfortable and more comfortable. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, setup was wrong and the lack of foresight to change. Do you know what I mean? And that's why I think Salah must have been maybe not struggling, but the fact that he stayed central and he didn't sort of do anything else, people were screaming for him to go out right, to go out right-hand side. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I don't know. He hasn't been effective out there this season. Maybe just pulling into a channel. But he was up against Nico Williams, wasn't he? Nico Williams played left back yeah. for them. Mm. He's a right foot left back. So maybe the thinking is, you know, he's the, the space will be on the outside and Salah doesn't like that outside space. He likes the inside space, so keep him central. I don't know. It just didn't make any sense. It was just one of them games and we, we can praise players and we can praise managers. We've done it, you know, till the, the cows come home. Liverpool fans in general, but us on this channel. Today, oh, yesterday was a bad day at the office. There's, there's very few of them that come out with any credit except for, yeah, the keeper. No, like I said, I, I thought Robertson, Milner, and and Elliot came out decent. Yeah, as well, well maybe, yeah, maybe them. that, yeah, that's fair enough. The rest of them, I, I don't think, I don't think anyone <laughs> thought Van Dijk like Van Dijk gets a clear header, and mm. decides to put it across the blade box. Yeah, when he's I, literally rampaging in, like the the, the decision making, I thought was ridiculous yesterday. Ridiculous. Um, over three hundred watching, ninety two likes. So hit that like button, please, um, and get them going. If you're watching and you you're not a subscriber, hit the subscribe button. Um, and put the bell icon on and all that stuff because every time we're about to go live or we put up a video or stuff like that, um, you'll get a notification. So go and do that for us, please, if possible. Um, Emmett, now, I've seen some criticism. Of, I've seen some stuff where people want Klopp out. I'm like, if you want Klopp out, that's absolutely fine. I'm completely and utterly against um, that idea, right? Um, but does he have to take... He has to take some sort of responsibility on that yesterday. Surely. I mean, look, yeah. Looking at it for, at face value, start. I, I think I wouldn't have started Jones. I, I'm not sure what he was thinking there. But again, we don't know what he's being told. We've, we've sp- spoken an awful lot about sports science. And look look at Nunes, the, the, the place Nunes is in now. He came back too early after international break, but he came back because we had to use him. Um, you don't know what he's being told about the midfield. I, I'm not, you couldn't hear us while we were off there. I, th- I thought the only excuse for Henderson not playing yesterday is if Thiago is injured. And then you have to keep one of your better midfielders fit for Wednesday. The fact that he has an ear infection, he's probably back in training today, tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, look, he can he can only impart the information onto them and they go out on to... I don't know how he can make the players make more effort. Do you know what I mean? The team that he puts out should be enough to beat Nottingham Forest. And that's no disrespect to Nottingham Forest. It was a decent side, Bars, maybe Curtis Jones. The other players have played this season. Do you know what I mean? And even Milner has played it right back against City. Um, but I don't know how he can make it. And again, I've, I've kind of thought about it in the past that are there... We obviously have pressing triggers, do you know what I mean? And there's times where we press for a period of time. and but We just didn't seem to press at all yesterday. So you don't know what information they're going to. Are they told to go out and conserve energy? Are they being told to go out and only go 60%? Um, if so, yes, massive uh, blame has to be put on Klopp. But I don't know, sometimes as a player, we've all played football. 
your natural instinct takes over. Like, do you know what I mean? You can't only go 60%. But, um, and, and I think the only blame that can really be put on him is the, the choice of the team and, well, and playing Curtis. Listen, Jürgen Klopp can argue that that's the options he has, right? Yeah. Which, if you look at it and you look at the bench, you kind of go, yeah, I, I still look at the Henderson thing. Someone else did mention in the chat earlier that he thought um, they thought that Henderson might have had a knock. So that's might have been why he was on the bench, right? Which is fair enough, okay? And if you look at the team and you look at the bench and you look at the players that's out, right? You, listen, you can absolutely make a case about the players that are out because there's a lot of them and there's a lot of them that would start in the team, right? That's fair. But the criticism I'd have is, right, and it's all right to criticise him. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all right to criticise anyone, um, if you think, or any player, any manager. Like, But to go where you go, oh, you should leave the club, like, is a bit extreme in my opinion. But he, he's watching that game yesterday, Emma. And even within the side he has there, he has options to change it. Switch Carvalho on Elliot. Put Firmino up front, drop Salah in. Drop Salah off, off to the right. Put Elliot in the 10. Put Carvalho in the 10. Do st- Just change it. Do you know what I mean? Say to Curtis Jones, listen, we're well on top here. Okay, our fullbacks aren't going mad. So what I want you to do is I want you to go in and join whoever's in that 10. I want you to get in as a literally a four behind Salah if you need to. Or a four behind whoever's up front for me, you know, whatever it might be. And I know he's a little bit, he's a little bit, const- well, he is constrained with his, with his options. But within the game there yesterday, I'm looking going, we need to change something here. We need, and I'm not talking about like, oh, he has to go there. He, he has to go there and this has to happen. I'm talking about, you put, you, put, you, you put Salah out on the right for 10 minutes and he goes by somebody and puts a cross in the box. And all of a sudden, Forrest had to think, what the fuck, hold on, we have to change. Then Forrest started thinking that and then you switch it back. You go. You might keep, you might keep the ball away from Salah for five minutes because Forrest are bricking themselves over there. We might get an opening here. But it just seemed like there was, and that's the only criticism I bring on. I understand the options, okay? I understand how... Um, the constraints on him with the options of what he has to play on the bench what he's thinking of he has to think of games ahead because of the numbers of players we have out but we're in that team yesterday there was enough there for me where you go we can change this just change little positional changes or like I said just start clipping balls down the line make them turn do something but it didn't come and that was that was the thing that frustrated me with Klopp yesterday I don't know if I'm being over the top of that Keith, am no. I being a bit? No, I don't think so. I think it's it's very reasonable, you know what I mean? Like, you're really, in a match like that, you have to be, you pick your team and you pick your system and you pick your formation and you give them the plan and that's that's what you do at the start and you put your team out to do that. And if it becomes blatantly obvious that it's not working, a manager has to change. Do you know what I mean? They have to be able to to see and it doesn't have to be wholesale. A little tweak in game is all you need to do. But I I didn't see any tweaks in game. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it was very but sorry very Brian cool. Murphy says there if he makes all them changes God people start comparing him to Rogers when he changed formation five times in one game. I'm not asking to change formation. I didn't say change the formation yeah. once. I said you can just move players around in that formation. You know, Salah go out there for five minutes to see if you get any joy. And if you don't we bring you back in. Or you go out there. Oh, that's, I'm not saying, oh, let's go three four three or three. You know, I'm not saying. I'm saying we're in that. You can you can make little changes just to make them think. That's all. Yeah. I'm, you With know, the players that were available, you can certainly do that. And that's what I mean. Like if you look at the, if we're playing fantasy football here, forget about yesterday's performance. Right? We're, we're looking at that team in isolation. You would expect that Fabinho can can man that sort of number six role on his own, right? You'd expect. 
he can't, he doesn't. It's it, it's not happening for him. But you think he can do that? Curtis Jones can play. Never seen him playing that number six before, so he can push up. He can play left side. He can play right side. He could play in a ten, right in theory. Harvey Elliott can play right side. He can play in a ten. He could play in a three man midfield if needed. Carvalho can play on the left side. He can play in the ten. He can play on the right side. Bobby Firmino can play in the the nine, the ten. He could play right. He could play left. And in reality, he could probably play midfield as well. Mo Salah can play nine, ten, and right side. So there's players there. All those players in that team from Fabinho up, the other the other players there are all players that can interchange. But none of them done it. There was no movement out of them. They were all too rigid in a formation that just from the very start did not look like it was going to work. Too rigid. Too much of them sticking. As I said, I thought Harvey Elliott had a good game, but all Harvey Elliott could do was keep cutting in and trying little, incisive little Feed passes up. Holes, up. Yeah. And, and, you know, they, they, you can't ask for much more. He was trying to get the ball going forward. He was trying to get the momentum going, but it wasn't happening. It, was, it wasn't sticking. It wasn't going anywhere. But all of them just kept sticking to their to their 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 positions and their their areas of the pitch, and it was so so predictable. Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp's Dortmund were unpredictable. Do you know what I mean? And that's why they were good. They were they they come out and teams would be on the back foot because they're expecting to get smashed. This is this is blatant awful. Do you know what I mean? And yesterday was the culmination in let's be honest, a very very poor season. There's, there's no way we're going to be dressing her up as anything else. Because we're too predictable. There's been gradual changes over the last couple of years, certainly around pressing. We do not press as much as we did. We don't press even, I don't know, quarter as much as we used to over the last couple of years. And is that a symptom that we, the players that we have don't have the legs or don't have the energy to press? But then that's systematic of why are they still there? Why, why are we not... Um, why are we not replacing these players or replenishing them? If we look at, I don't want to trail off too much, but if we look at the recruitment that Liverpool done in the summer, they brought in Calvin Ramsey, right? The unflat ground pains, wherever he has, he's, he'll be back soon. I'm sure he'll come into the rotation at some stage where we'll see him in minutes. We brought in Carvalho, an excellent young prospect, brilliant. And we brought in Darwin Nunes. Now we think Nunes is going to be a great player for us. It didn't address major issues we have in the squad. Luis Diaz comes in as a winger, and personally, I think he's electric. I think when he's playing, I think Liverpool look good. We don't have another winger in the squad. Like, we don't have another fucking winger. So he's out now, and we've no wit. Mo Salah, he's not, in my opinion, he's better central than he is out wide. And anyway, because he gets lost in games, I think, too much. When you he, he, he can play in between the the fullback and the centre-back, that's where he does his damage. But we don't have any wingers. I'd be like, right, throw fucking more kids at it. Ben Doak, go up there and have a game. Stay out wide, beat a man and try and do something. We don't have that type of player. Now, obviously, I'm not saying bring Ben Doak. He's only a young lad. He's doing brilliant in the, the U teams. But the recruitment that we have, one wide player, he's out injured, and then we've just got nothing. We've got fucking nothing that can... I'm not saying that can change a game, but that has that thing that a winger would have, you know, beat a man and, and pace. We just don't have any pace. We fuck all pace in the squad, really, when you think about it. Like Mo Salah, Mo Salah is fast. Um, Darwin Nunes is the fastest player ever, so I don't know what I'm on about. But, you know, it's it's the lack of pace and goil, I think, in wide areas is killing Liverpool because we're not getting it from Trent on the right. 
Robbo's being hot and cold. And I just think <laughs> there's no pace, there's no ideas, there's no goil, and it's coming home to roost now. Paul Smith says, you forget mm. that Jones has only come back from a long-term injury, so give him a break. I'm not blaming Curtis that. Jones. I'm not blaming... Curtis Jones has never played in a two-man midfield yeah. for Liverpool, to my recollection, unless it's been in a League Cup game away at Preston or something like that, right? Yeah. He's never played a top-level game as a number six for Liverpool Football Club. And Curtis Jones likes to take a bit out of the ball. That's been... It's happened with Curtis... Curtis Jones has always done that since he started his Liverpool career. It was actually the one of the biggest things I thought would stop him from getting into the fourth team in Liverpool. Because I remember seeing him in pre-season going back, I want to say 18, 19, maybe somewhere around then. And they were playing a pre-season game and he had a young left-back tearing outside him and he decided to ignore him, try to come inside and do something, lost the ball. And I went, that won't work. Not under Klopp, that won't work. He looks at the overload and you have to give it to him. Um, but Curtis Jones protects the ball really well don't get me wrong it's one of his best attributes but in that six you're either there to protect or you're there to progress with the ball yeah. do you know what I mean and Curtis Jones didn't do that quick enough for me yesterday but I'm not blaming Curtis Jones Curtis Jones should probably be playing in the 10 yesterday all things being equal do you know the sort of way or left side so I'm not going too hard on Curtis Jones I think he was put in a position there yesterday that he is off the back of an injury and you're kind of going I'll just go and play in the six you know, like that's all right if you have like players buzzing about the place and Liverpool are flying, you go, I can throw him in there, he'd be all right. You know, the sort of way it just wasn't them. Um, it just wasn't. Thing. And he, he splits opinion like Curtis Jones is he forced in quality, is he not? I think he shows signs of he is. And then sometimes I go, he's a really good footballer, but I don't know if he does it at the pace we want him to do it. Yeah. And that's, that's I think, about valid. He's a good squad option. He's oh, yeah, no, I think they're both, He's I, not a forced, forced 11 player, but he is a no. good squad option. And, and yeah, I think, he, I think he is Jones an okay is, squad option. The but availability you have to, is what kills him. He can't, he can't get himself into a position where he can nail down an opportunity. Like, we've been crying out for someone to come in and help this midfield. Mm. And he's being out, you know, and now he's back in. And he obviously didn't take his chance yesterday, but... Will he get more chances? Is time running out for Corpus Jones? And oh, I suppose we, we can answer uh, Emmett, yeah. can I ask something? Because a lot of people in the chat have mentioned the Liverpool's injury injuries, right? And the muscle injuries, and the, they don't have a club doctor, and there's a massive thing being made about this, right? Um, I don't think the club doctor stops you from getting injuries. I think it <laughs> probably treats them. But if I haven't said that, it is a bit mad that a Premier League club don't have a club doctor. I don't know what's going on there. I haven't looked into it because... It's Liverpool and a club doctor. It doesn't. It's not a massive um, way down on the list. Of it's priorities. way down on my list of priorities. Yeah, yeah like you know. Um, but it is a bit mad. I will say that. But the muscle injuries and stuff like that. And it is it in Klopp's head because this is what we're seeing with him and the way he's trying to protect players massively, uh, minutes and stuff like that. It, it must be right in his head because look, there is muscle injuries within the squad, right? But. Thiago's out yesterday because of a, an ear infection. Darwin Nunes actually picks up an injury get away with Uruguay um, and comes back to Liverpool with an issue. And Liverpool have trying to manage him. Trent gets st- stood on by Martinelli, so that's where his injuries come from. But there is other injuries in the squad where you go, that's another muscle injury, that's another muscle injury. People are pointing to pre-season being so intense despite a, a quick turnaround. Is it something that we um is it something that we need to look at? Because not only in maybe the way we, we do pre-season, the way we train. I don't know like I don't know the ins and outs of Liverpool Football Club every day so I don't know how they train I don't know if they train and you'd look at them and go oh my god there's muscle injuries written all over them because of the way they're playing 
and the way they're training. Is it, but it has to be something we have to look at, is it? Definitely. Well, look, I think it's something that he's definitely looking at because it is influencing what teams he's putting out. And it's a, it's like a, it's in the back of his head. He's worrying that if I get another injury. Um, but look, I think it's another thing that you think about. Are, are players worried that they might get injured? And they, they're maybe not exerting themselves because they're afraid that they'll be the next person to pick up a muscle injury. Um, I've never yeah, somebody said it earlier on the corner as well. Exactly, yeah. Somebody else said in the chat there earlier on in his first season, he picked up an awful lot of muscle injuries as well. Um, but look, what, how do you guard against them? Players don't train. I mean, they have a day of recovery afterwards, and um, they probably didn't train today, and um, probably train for the first time tomorrow. Very difficult to predict, or it's very difficult to not. I don't want to say avoid muscle injuries. Like they can happen at the, I think Dylan O'Rourke said it there. They're freak, like a muscle injury is like a freak injury. You just never know when it's going to happen. Um, I just think that he has become a little bit overcautious in terms of what bodies we have, what bodies we need, and it is probably influencing his uh, team selection at this stage. We've done this before. We've done seasons where we play three a week. I saw him refer again to a three games a week. I know we've got a kind of a dwindled squad and. We are probably more susceptible to them, but um, what what do you do uh, for muscle injuries? Like you said, the club doctor, everybody keeps saying, no fucking doctor, but again, he treats injuries. He doesn't prevent injuries. Uh, sports science will look after how long they think you should go or how fast you should run, and that they're the ones that feed it to, to Klopp. But are they getting it wrong? I don't know. It's, again, muscle injuries. It's very difficult to, to predict when you're going to get them and how to guard against them. Jono says, mm. can't be coincidence that Liverpool are always a, always a club that have injury crisis. This isn't the fourth season. If Klopp wants to keep being intense, he has to acknowledge he needs a massive squad. And Kevin Sullivan says, one problem is the mileage in the legs over the last four years. The core of the squad hasn't changed and now we're suffering yep. for it. Um, it. I, I think there was something yesterday to say that bar two players, that was the same team that started for us five years ago. That team that started yesterday. Would bar those, two players. Would that be Elliot and Carvalho? Elliot and Carvalho, I think, yeah. Maybe Elliot, sorry. No, not that's, maybe that's maybe Jones as, Jones as well. So eight of the 11 players would have started for us in a game five years ago. Mm. Uh, I had a, a conversation. I'm not sure whether they watch it. Somebody private messaged me on Twitter. I'm always wary of them, but they're actually dead sound. <laughs> 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 Talking about transfers and, and stuff. And I, I just had a conversation with the chap. He was nice. Um, and... We've not added a midfielder since Thiago. Yeah. That's that's in the summer of 2020. And I know, like, at the start of the season, we've spoken about it before. There needs to be understudies. And people will say, well, Elliot and Carvalho are the understudies. No, they're not. You need, we needed an understudy in the summer for uh, Fabinho. Uh, people will say that Henderson will take over the Milner role next year. Well, then who's the understudy for Hendo? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We're going to probably lose Kate. I know I don't want to get into this rabbit hole. We're going to lose Kate and we're going to lose Ox. We're probably going to lose Milner. But we're probably too short as it is. That's five midfielders you need to replace next summer. Yeah. And we brought yeah. it all on ourselves by well, bad planning. This, this and bad I want to talk about because I, and we'll, we'll finish up on this bit, right? Um, because look, it's rumbled on all summer. It's rumbled on actually throughout the, throughout the season and up to yesterday and today, and I'm sure in the chat. It is in the chat about recruitment and about stuff like that. But look, 
I'll say one thing on this, right? The one thing I'll say on this is, I don't know anybody that didn't want Liverpool to sign a midfielder in the summer. I don't know anybody. Like, genuinely, I know nobody. Maybe Matt that does this show, but he said yesterday I was completely fucking way off the mark. And fair play to him, right? But I don't know anybody. Liverpool fan that is in this chat is, you know, any of my mates that do this pod with me or any of my mates that I speak, spend time away from this pod with or anybody that said Liverpool shouldn't sign a midfielder, right? And we have, we have to look at what Klopp made of this, what FSG made of this, right? And you have to tie all that in with what the fans think as well, right? And what we ended up with was a signing of Arthur Mello, who unfortunately got injured because I think he was working hard to get into the squad, and he will be an addition to a squad. Don't get don't get it twisted. If, if if you have him in the squad, and I know the fitness concerns over him, but if you get him, if he gets up and running, and he's unfortunate what's happened, but if he gets up and running, he's played for fucking Barcelona, Juventus. You'd he? rather see Arthur Mello playing centre mid yesterday than Curtis Jones, and maybe put Curtis Jones for right? you know what I mean, and that that's but, I suppose yeah. right. We done that, okay? And listen, we can argue was a, a bit of panic and you know, Klopp is kinda of saying, Look, I was wrong and I, and they brought someone in, probably made that decision a bit too late, maybe so, right? We don't know the ins and outs of it. But putting all that aside for a minute, right? We I'm of the opinion now that we have to do something. We can't sit and look through January and say to ourselves, Oh well, is there anyone out there? Is there anyone available? And and look they're all fairly viable um, opinions. This person doesn't... We want this person. We can't get him. We, this one isn't... Whatever it might be. But we've always said for years, Liverpool have lists of players. Right? Famously, Salah wasn't forced on the list. Julian Brandt was. Um, when we went to sign... When we ended up signing Salah. Right? But look... Without fucking putting words in Jürgen Klopp's mouth or putting ideas in his head, he has to be looking at this now and saying to himself, Right... If it's the if it's the club themselves that said no, we're not spending the money, he has to go to them and go, listen, you need to fucking spend the money. If it's Jurgen Klopp saying, Oh, I didn't need anyone, he has to admit to himself, I fucking do need one, possibly two, and possibly double that again when it comes down comes into into July, August of next year. Right? If it's the recruitment there and picking out the players that we can fit, we need to have a discussion over that. But it all has to come together in January, Keith. It has to come together in January because look if we get everyone back fit, great. What's the chances of it? I don't know. But I, but I, I, the biggest thing to come out of the weekend for me is, fit or not, we do not have a midfielder that can now play three games a week. End of story. Right? Because Fabinho, is, Fabinho probably could, but he's so badly out of form. And I think that's because, partly because of what's around him. Right, he's being chopped and changed. He's in, he's out. He's, I'm with him this week, I'm with him that week. I'm in a three, I'm in a two, and he should be able to adapt. But it can happen, right? And he's been fucking excellent for us. Little periods aside where he's come back from injury, he's been f- unbelievable for us since he signed for this club, right? Can't play three games a week at the minute because of form and whatever, right? Henderson can't do it. He, he could have done it this week, he didn't. Thiago can't do it. You, we know this, right? Um, Ox can't, no, no form for it. Kate can't no form for it. Elliot shouldn't be expected to at that age, in my opinion. Who else is left? Jones. Jones only back. Can't play three games a week for Liverpool. Carvalho. So I has to, well Carvalho is more of a forward player. And he's being exactly, but he right. gets thrown in as yeah. I know he gets thrown in, but I would, I would, I would, I would put him in. I wouldn't put him in as a midfielder. So no. Keith, balls on the table here, right? Liverpool 
whoever is making the decisions, if FSG are making that decision, Klopp needs to go and go, listen, the, uh, this stuff, whatever it is, needs to go out the window over here. We need to act now or we're going to end up in the Europa League next year and we're going to throw ourselves back two years. Yeah. Right? If Klopp is that, the owners need to go to him and go, listen, the money's there. You need to fucking spend it. Look what's happening here. And I think he's, look, Klopp's an intelligent man. He is looking at this and he's, I believe he'd be looking at it now going, now we need to act. So Keith, come January, I said a couple of weeks on the show, we need a midfielder in January. But it has to happen, Keith. We have to have someone with an engine on them that can go in there and go, listen, we've 30 games left in the season. I play every single fucking one of them if I have to. 90 minutes, and I'm going to charge around this fucking pitch. And look, I'm not talking about just a fella that runs around the fucking pitch because he can run a lot, Lee Hendry. Like. I'm yeah. talking a fella that, you know, a suicidal, something along them lines, but it has to happen in January, Keith. There's no excuses. There's none now. Stefan McLeak's point there uh, about the Madrid team that had three... Um, 30 year old plus players but they were all reliable ours aren't do you know what I mean and that's the problem they're not fit we should Jürgen Klopp people refuse to people always jump on the FSG not giving them the money Klopp is to blame for a lot of this as well and he has said it he has come out and said it that he didn't want to bring in a midfielder and he was probably wrong Liverpool were going for too many I do not believe at all that it was too many or Darwin Nunes not a fucking chance the money I think was there I think Liverpool have got too stubborn in the recruitment I think the Michael Edwards transition to Julian Ward I don't know do you know what I mean I don't know what, what's happening there I don't know if they're trying to be too clever but how and this is where I think Klopp has to come into it how anyone can look at that and say that that list of midfield players are okay for us because the one thing I said in the summer was I, I thought we needed one possibly two midfield players but the one I felt we needed most was the Fabinho cover the, the likes of a Sangare too many one of these type of players it could say though that has the energy and the, the engine because we look at I've said this before, Manchester United's best team for me was 2008, 2009. You know, when you had Ronaldo, Rooney, Tevez, Berbatov, you'd stand, I'm not stand, you'd Ferdinand, Vidic, Everett, whoever else. But their midfield was cack, but it was, it was players that could run and could facilitate. We don't have that anymore. Right, we've got Thiago who can pass the ball, but he's never there. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's getting it more and more unreliable. We've got Henderson, who's... He looked good against Rangers, I'll give him that, but other than that, fairly rarely, he's looking too good these days. Fabinho's in the worst form of his life. And then, as you said, while looking at like the likes of Oxlade-Chamberlain and Kate and all that, they shouldn't be still there. They shouldn't be still in the equation. Do you know what I mean? James Milner shouldn't be part of the equation. We need to bring in, in my opinion... Kev made a comment there that we need at least three players in January. Look, I, I can't see three players, to be but honest. No, but, this, but, Keith, but Keith, I know you can't see three, but this is what I'm saying to you, right? We Look, I'm sitting here t- today telling you Liverpool need a midfielder in January, right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe two, I don't know, but definitely one. We're back to the summer and we need one, right? Yeah. Now, what I'm saying to you is, is that if it comes to January, Liverpool need to make a decision. Do you get do you get rid of Ox at a cup price deal and bring in a midfielder and you 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 keep the numbers and you improve the, the quality and you because we have to look at the amount of numbers we have because of the owners we have and the the, the profile they, they look at 
and the way they do things. You just have to look at it. That's yeah. whether you like it or you don't like it. You exactly. have to look at it. You know what I mean? So someone's gonna have to make a decision here. Someone's gonna have to. Someone. Some, the owner's gonna have to. The owner's, the owner's gonna have to make a decision and say, look. We know you've nine, but listen, let's be honest. Four of them just aren't working. Three of them are on the way out the fucking door. There's the money going by to, right? Yeah. And we'll deal with it afterwards. Or Klopp is, or if the owner is the one not fucking giving it, Klopp is going to have to go and go, listen, same thing again. We have nine. Four of them aren't, five, four of them aren't working. Three of them are on the way out the door. I need to do something now. Are you going to lose a load of these in the summer? And I can't attract anyone else because we're in the Europa League because that's how cultural football is. Exactly. And they need, and someone needs to be ruthless. And that's what I'm saying. Like, if it was me, Right, if it was me, I'd do a minimum of two players. As I said, Arthur is still on air books. He's injured for four months. He should have been sent back to Juventus. Tough, you know, it's harsh, it's it's this, it's that. Not fucking worth anything to us. Gone. Because when he comes back from his four month layoff, how long is it gonna be before we'd even see him again? It's sentimentality coming into it again. Nabby Kade and Alex Oxley Chamberlain are not worth anything to us. Look, I know there's a lot of Nabby fans out there. They're not worth anything to us. I would literally Come January, I would be bringing in two players and I'd be saying to them, lads, look, thanks for the service. Find the club now. We're not going to stand in your way. Get whatever deal you want with them. Contracts, not worth a show to us. On you as a bike, do one. Jordan Henderson, the legs are gone. He needs to be he, he needs to be the fifth or sixth choice player that we have coming into that midfield instead of still being a key fucking element of that. So Liverpool do need to go out and spend, I think, two. I genuinely think they need, but it doesn't have to be Jude Bellingham. And this is the thing that's annoying the bollocks out of me now, because Jude Bellingham has now become the the Jude Bellingham or bust. He's going to cost a hundred and odd million. Are we going to pay that? And if we don't, and we don't even bid for it, it'll be seen as Liverpool have made a bollocks of it. But they probably won't even go there. It's like the too many thing when they start going up to eighty million. So like, I worry about this. But if they're going to have to be clever, they're going to have to be clever and they're going to have to bring in two midfield players that are able to do the job before they explode because that's what they were good at before was getting these players on the cusp of it. And we seem to have gone to a situation where, no, no, we'll wait until after the player blows up and then we're priced out of the market for them. And I, I don't understand how that's a, a viable option either because, look, Jürgen Klopp, a Volkman Mountain says we do have a player, the right player is not available bollocks to that we need to get a player that's available it doesn't have to be the, the perfect player for us anymore it has to be someone that could come in can run can pass can press can do the defensive bit can cover can do, yeah i'm not always saying like we're looking for the perfect player here but you're really not there's so many fucking players out Jonas says there coisado and lamer there's two players i think that improves us dramatically well, lamer is just holding out for burn um, yeah Jono says, what pisses me off is hearing we'd be effective real Champions League money. We, we've uh, had Champions League money for six years and still barely spent. It's just more excuses. Yeah, I get I get you, Jono. Um, Liverpool, was it Billy Hogan doing an interview a while back saying that Liverpool always have a contingency if they don't make the Champions League? So it actually wouldn't affect them. What I think would affect them is attracting players. Right? Because we aren't what Manchester United are, where we go, uh, we're in the fucking conference, but here's 400 grand a week. And they go, oh, fucking great. Because if it doesn't work out, I'm on 20 million a year, and who gives a bollocks? That's where the difference is. Liverpool will go in with the wages they'll always go in with, and you just won't get players willing to take that risk anymore. They all want the Champions League, and they want it yesterday. It's a, you know, most of them, unless they're offered astronomical money, which is the road United have gone down and up to now haven't really shown signs of coming out of the rut that they're in and have been in for a couple of years. Um, you know, 
people will accuse us now of saying, oh, no, you're overreacting, saying we need this and we need that. I don't think we are. I think at the end of the day, we're four league games away from the January transfer window. That's it. We have a World Cup in between it, which is going to make it probably more difficult to go and get yeah. players. And that's not an excuse, by the way. But, it, well, you know, when players are at World Cups, it's hard to fucking talk to them. They're on the other side of the world. Um, It's hard to get deals done. You've seen it. You do see it when World Cups and, and stuff like that are on. To, it takes a little bit more longer. But we, we've six games, six games, seven games until the break for the World Cup. Like, I'm literally looking at it going, we don't have a midfielder that can play all of them games, right? Or consistently in a row can play all them games. Um, we're down a couple, and we are down players that will come back to like Canate, Luis Diaz, Darwin Nunes, Alexander Arnold. We, we do have players that will come back and they're, they're brilliant players. But Emma, you'd have to hope, and someone said it earlier, you have to hope in the background we're looking at this and we're saying to ourselves, we either just go out and we get what we need. And on top of that, if we need to sacrifice with that player there is going to summer, fuck it, don't care. That player is gone, don't care. That player might be gone, don't care. We are now making air summer in January. No, I'm not saying air summer in January, that's a bit much because you'll end up wanting five players in January. But we are bringing this, not forward even because it's probably, we're delayed, we've delayed it by yeah. a couple of months. Yeah, but we yeah. need to be decisive here on a, on a number of levels to show the players in the squad that we mean business if players aren't up to it. To show players that might be hanging out for contracts that fuck you, we're we're gone, we're gone by you now, and to show everybody else around the league that listen, we're not giving fucking up here because this tumbles the wrong way, Emma, in January, and it's going to be horrendous, horrendous between now and May. It's, I mean, you, you'd like to think, and it's not an overreaction because you're, you're right. There is no fan that didn't think we needed a player in the summer, um, and in some cases too. So it's not an overreaction. We're just continuing on. We just don't cry on Twitter about it all day long. It didn't happen. We move on. But unfortunately, the concerns of most people of what might happen should we pick up some injuries have all come home to roost now. You have a World Cup in between now and January. There's no guarantee that Fabinho doesn't pick up an injury at the World Cup. There's no guarantee that any of the players going to the World Cup don't pick up an injury. Um, I go to Spain for two weeks. Everybody's gone to Spain at some stage or another the heat takes it out of you they're going to play football in Qatar I end up like I don't do that and I don't move off my sunbed on uh, on holidays and I'd be bollocks by 6 o'clock all, and, and all that's all the cats I'd love that train. I went on holiday and I just ran around that with a two year old it was fucking mental <laughs> I'd love just lying there drinking know, it gets better and they can look after themselves they yeah. go and get your points and everything three and a half um, four he'd be alright <laughs> but um, they're going over there to train and play football in the heat and um, they're going to be banjoed when they come back as well yeah. but um, yeah look you would hope they're working on something now ahead of time um, and it's like Keith said why are we waiting for these lads to blow up like so I'd never heard of your man Enzo Fernandez before and then I watched a few videos on him and now everybody's interested in him as soon as everybody knows a player's name it's too late do you know yeah, what I mean yeah. you had City got in Rodri. I had never heard of Rodri before City bought him, right? And maybe others had. He was the understudy to Fernandinho. We, we just don't have those understudies. But we would hope that they have these people picked out and are ready to go. I, I read something the other day to say that as soon as that window opens, we're going to be spending money. Well, 
let's see it because we, we definitely we definitely need it. I'm on the uh, on board with Keith. I was an Abbey fan, but he's useless to us now. Just cut them free. Pay them off. Pay half of what we they would earn between now and the summer and just get rid of them straight yeah. away. Um Connor says it turns out we needed Keith's twenty seven new player window in the end. <laughs> Remember yeah. that time you done there that? You know. um, I was selling loads of them. I was I was more of a seller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think more, you were you were wheeling and you were the L boy. You were yeah. Day, I think that's right? another thing as well is that good teams in the past haven't been afraid to give what would have been seen as their mainstay players the chop. Like I hate referring to United. Ferguson was never too concerned about getting rid of somebody if they weren't doing what they were supposed to do or to bring in somebody. He easily cut people adrift. We we don't tend to do that, and it's not just a club thing. We've never done it. So, um, Red Steve just asked me weird questions like your own one, Gav, and I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Um, I'm presuming it's, he's it's doing a happy child. Child. Yeah, no, it was my own child. I wasn't just randomly chasing <laughs> kids around on holidays. Yeah. It's really weird. Um, yeah. No, it was yeah. definitely my own. Um, but I would have given him away. For that ten days, I'm being honest with you, if I yeah. could, because um, fucking hell, he's he's like lightning around the gaff. Um, we can't but, wait for the big summer. Sorry, Gav, we can't. But bringing forward a couple of transfers in January, we still need big summer after that as well. It's not like it's a case of we have to do two now and then we can take it easy. We can't like the squad is aging. Like forgetting about. You know, whether we, we bring in two midfield players, we're still going to need another one in the summer. And we're still going to need maybe a Bobby replacement in the summer. And are we looking at a Matip replacement as well coming down the line? Like It's not like it's uh, two midfield players and that fixes us. It, it will put a plaster over us this season, certainly. But does, it, does a rebuild need it? Whether we, we like it or not? And, yeah. and it, you know, whether they do it now, start it now or start it in the summer, it's... It can't be this fucking one player and then two young fellas that might make it and might not. That that that's not gonna work now. That's not gonna wash it. it needs to be big. Yeah. And I mean, how many examples do they need? Look what happened to us in twenty twenty one with the defense. And yeah. now it's happened with the midfield. and forward line wingers to to some extent as well. There's two perfect examples of what happens when you have an injury crisis. We fell off a cliff in twenty twenty one, we're falling off a cliff this year. Don't do it a third time. I think I think like and and Ali makes a good a good point here and it, I suppose it's, it's made me think as well right and I'll just I'll just bring it up here for you to see um but he says Gav even if with no Champions League Klopp is a factor for players he can convince them we did it before with Mane and Genie without Champions League football that's that's a great point but I think I think on the back of it like players want to see where you're going yeah where what direction are you going in no, you know and. I'm not. I'm not for a minute turning around here and going. Listen, um, you know we're we're falling and we're never. We're, you know we're never going to solve this. You know I, I fully. I'm fully behind the idea that, yeah, Klopp might have rolled the dice in the summer. FSG might have rolled it with him, right? And it hasn't worked. And they should be big enough to turn around and go. No, this isn't working. Um, we need to sort it out, right? But you have to. It has to be a directional thing. Like if Liverpool, if Liverpool say in January, middle of January, were eleventh in the league. 12 points off Champions League and they, they just miss out. Players will still go, yeah, they had a dip, but geez, what a run they went on and they probably, if they, ah, they should, probably should have got in there, but they didn't. That's, you're going the right direction. Do you know the sort of way? And what you do, what you what you project onto people 
is how they see what you're, what you're doing, what direction you're going in. So, but I, I fully agree with you. He did. He went win with Mane. He got he got Wijnaldum. He got Matip, didn't he? Without Champions League football. So yeah, I'm 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 completely behind that. But I think we have to be not only for ourselves but everyone else. We have to show people that you know this isn't working and we will we'll sort it out. And I, I full faith that Klopp will sort it out one way or the other. Whether it's him admitting that he needs players or him going to the FSG and going, we need players. And I don't yeah. give two fucks about anyone's contract situation or if he wants to go in January because he's six months left or he signed a pre-contract deal. We need players. And well, how you sell that? If, you, if you're if you looking at selling this no Champions League to, to, to good players, you can't just go to, let's say, Jude Bellingham. You can't just go to Jude Bellingham and say, listen, Jude, you're the difference maker for us. You're the one that's going to come in because everyone can see that the, it, it is going to need more than one player that's going to change this. So... There does have to be a rootlessness about this because you have to be able to go to these players and convince them and say, look, as we said, when Mane and I were coming in, Liverpool and Klopp were on the up. It was a great one to get on board with when Van Dijk, the big summer when Van Dijk and all comes in. It was on the crest of a wave and it was going upwards. This is on the way back down. So you need to be able to sell it and say, look, we're not just looking and putting all our eggs in one basket here on you. This is what we're going to do. We're going to bring in you know, three or four players to strengthen that squad and that's well, how you sell it. But, but I but think you do I think, have in them. I think Liverpool Football Club wants you Bellingham. He has to be done on a basis that he has nothing to do with our other transfer business. Yeah. You're either exactly. doing him as a one off and you say, Listen, this might cost us a hundred million pounds, right? And whatever amount a week he wants the player wants to play for us, it's gonna cost us this. Right? Because if Jude Bellingham for I'm saying, if Jude Bellingham went to Liverpool and said, listen, I want to sign for you, but I'm just letting you know, Bruce got want 100 million quid, right? So if you give that to them, I will play for you because I'll take your deal. I don't care about City or Real Madrid. I want to play for you. Liverpool Football Club need to go and say, we're doing that, but we're still putting 100 odd million down somewhere else for yeah. one or two players. You know what I mean? Um, I have a super chat here. Hold on. Try fit it in. He said LFCR786. That's not your real name. Super chat. <laughs> say, uh, lads, who's stumping up the 250 million for this rebuild? FSG, they can't hide now. We got no more sellable assets either. It's either pay up or do one. Um, it's a good I, point. We don't uh, have the saleable no, assets. No, no, we don't have the saleable assets. The, We're going to have not, to find not a way. Not even the big asset, Gav. It's not even the big asset. It's. It's the, the younger squad players that you can sell and they bring in money. City are great, Chelsea are great at it. They sell off this shite that you never heard of and they're getting 20 and 30 million at a time at it. We've done it with Bournemouth for years. Nate, um, Jordan Oyeb and, and Dominic Solanke and all that. And the money, that was the, they were the golden gooses. Christian Benteke as well, when we got big dough for him. Saka, all, or Saka, all these fellas that... You know, we really fleece teams for when you think about it. We we don't have them anymore. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Sleep, really Sleeping Dragon says, "Why does Gav have full faith in Klopp that he get the players he wants to turn Liverpool around?" The way he, the way the club clings onto old and broken players says the opposite. Um, do you know something? I think this is the first for me real dip for Jurgen Klopp. I don't count twenty twenty one. I think the injuries I sent to half were just fucking horrendous season enders all over the place, yeah, right? ACLs. And I, I, the reason I have full faith is that yeah, Klopp may be loyal, but I think look, let's be honest about it. Klopp knows he's three years left at Liverpool or wherever it is. Three more seasons after this one, he not he will. He's not he's not an idiot. You know what I mean? I think him and our FSG 
like I said, have rolled the dice this season and it hasn't worked. And I think that Klopp definitely will be big enough to turn around and go, just, no, wrong. I have to sort something out. And I think it's starting to show already and I think that's why I would have full. And on top of that, I still think he's the best manager Liverpool have had since Bob Paisley. So that that's, mm-hmm. I'd have to have faith in him otherwise I wouldn't be saying things like that. But fair, fair, um, Fair question from Sleeping Dragon. Um, Four hundred people watching, one hundred and sixty-nine likes. You're doing all right. You're doing all right. So hit the like button. Um, subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, Emma, anything else before we go? No, just yeah. uh, I, I, I'm, I'm in a sadistic way looking forward to Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's like it's like a it's like a car accident if you go boy or something like that. You can't help but look at you know that way you're gonna that's what it's gonna be like. Mm. Bajan says uh, with the trying to get new players on board, you'll also have to look at Newcastle's um project. You know, your will also be challenging for players. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. You have to uh, you, you have to be clever. That's why we're saying we're hoping things are being done in the background and stuff like that. Um LFC with another super chat, he says we are one poor window away from falling behind Arsenal and Chelsea United. It's no joke. They all spend money and back their managers. It's scary times. Um, Keith, anything else before we go? Yeah, do you know what, right? Friday night, the weekend started all right for me, right? Because in Ireland, I don't know if this was in Ireland, Dirty Dancing was on on Friday night. Oh, Have you ever yeah, seen Dirty Dancing, it. Gav? Have yeah, you ever seen it? Because now you're not a film, man. You haven't ah, seen it. Yeah, no, I've seen Dirty Dancing. Me missus was watching a Friday night mm-hmm. as well, actually. Right. What's your take? Emma, I'm sure you've seen it as well. Yeah, the you ask me now to remember it. Everybody has seen Dorothy. What's your take on the ending, right? Because spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't seen it. Right? He so doesn't drop her. They have no, they haven't the, the little closing down party or whatever. And the entertainment is on the stage and it's the little the loads of the months, you know, oh voices, hands in, hearts and hands, all this crap. And then Swayze comes in and stops it all, right? And nobody puts baby in a corner and they grow up and they do. I had the time of my life. I think I'd have preferred if Swayze hadn't come in, if I was there. I think I'd have preferred the, the, the cheesy entertainment that was going down at the end of that um, session rather than watching two people dancing like that. And I think, where, where do you stand on this? So, so hold on, let's put this in realis- realistic terms. So, take it out of the movie set. Right. Well, take it out well, of the movie. I mean, let's stick her in, in a wedding. wedding. Let's stick her in a wedding. No, let's yeah. stick her in a wedding. Yeah, yeah. So, it's at a wedding. Right, there's always a couple of people at a wedding that want to fucking show their dancing ability, right? So, yeah. think everyone can think of two relations that like to show off, right? So, let's go there. So, there's a band on stage at a wedding, they're banging out yeah. a few tunes, might be a bit cheesy, yeah. but it's all right, you're having a nice time. And two pricks from your family come in, right? And decide yeah. that they're going to do this. Yeah, I'd probably prefer the band because yeah. I'm kind of going, no, would you ever exactly. fuck off? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's showing off as well. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Because yeah. I can't dance like Patrick Swayze. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So I don't want to look at another fella doing it. So <laughs> you just go with the band. Just go with the band. Yeah. Just keep it with the band. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. I'm with you. I'm with you, Emma. Yeah. Are you going for? Yeah, it? no, I, I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah, I, I know who my dancers are in my family, and sometimes they'd be in. The I don't. Chat. I didn't mean to call the bricks. No, no, I'd much prefer them. <laughs> I'd much prefer the band. The, the only yeah. thing I would say is that wedding fine, but. In that film, right, if it just closes off, 
with that band on stage right? <laughs> and Swayze sitting yeah. outside having a smoke I don't think you sell as many copies <laughs> it's not as popular no, I'll give you no. that yeah, I don't think it's going to hit the spot if the end of the dirty dancing right is Swayze outside having a smoke your woman sitting in the corner yeah. and some fella playing like um Shep <laughs> the fucking the band right are playing Shep and it just fades to black and that's the end dirty dancing I don't think it's selling as many I'm making a second one well, in the second one, maybe, the second one. maybe the, the band held him, will you give it over? Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> Keith. Well, they can't, he's, he's dead. Yeah. yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. Um, Had to get it off my chest. Yeah, no, oh, that's I a very, very, very fair question. Um, Anthony Kell says, I prefer talking about this than against Forrest, trust me. So do I. I had a lovely random chat with Adam Cantwell the other day, the man that does the man to oil lips. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not enough people have seen it. Uh, maybe a lot of people have downloaded and listened to it, but if you haven't uh, seen it, it's on our YouTube channel. Um, it was a brilliant chat room. I actually felt like I was talking to a mate that I'd known for years. He was just so nice. Um, so go and check that out. You could, you could hear your soul leaving your body when he said he didn't like the wire. Oh, yeah, no, literally, I just slumped back in the chair. I couldn't believe what was going on. Couldn't believe it. And that, and that led to... That led to fucking people going, uh, Breaking Bad was appalling. And I'm like, oh, fucking hell, you have to deal with all this now. But... um. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, Dylan O'Rourke makes a great point. The ending of Greece is ten times worse. The car flies off into the sky. Yeah, that's shy. Oh, you yeah. know, if you want the more controversial show, Greece. Too yeah, but then again, like cheeky, cheeky, bang, bang, the car is fucking flying around everywhere as well. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, yeah but that's that's throughout the film. Yeah, yeah. Ah, but there's been nothing at this. But it's a fucking yeah, car flying around the gaff. Like it does, it makes no sense. Um, but the soundtrack to Greece is fucking awesome. Yeah, Dirty Dancing is better, I have to say. And Patrick Swayze steals the show where she's like the wind. Chris Black says it's the world war to watch. I've never seen a fuck off, Chris. (laughs) It's the second best thing ever made in telly. It's behind the Sopranos. The war is just unfucking real. Anne says it was a cracking video, Gavin. I enjoyed it. No, it was. It was. It was. It was literally like yeah, it, was it, it wanted me to go back and start doing more random chats. I'm being honest with you, because it was going off on tangents there that I was really enjoying. And as much Don't as I like talking about football, the the tangents of just randomness, I'm I'm all over. So, um, are we done? Or have you any yeah. other fucking movies you want no. alternative endings to? No, no, that'll do. Sorry for the tangent. Look, should he he come out with a gaffer? Go listen. I'm sorry, and just hand himself over to the FBI. Like. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know what I mean? I don't know how he even got where he got to in that. Like, yeah, where was the authorities he was literally on this? dead when they found him. And exactly, then he just... Well, this was know. at the height of UFO mania, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they were watching out for this sort of carry on yeah. and that this fella arrives and is laid and boxed off for a little red jumper on him on a push bike. What's yeah. going on here? <laughs> yeah, Talk okay. about unreal, unrealistic films. There's one for you. Okay. Oh, Gamora. What a show, yes. Tommy C. Gamora is whopper. Yellowstone, I've never watched G10, I'm being honest with you. Up the random Class. chats is Red Steve. Yeah, listen, we'll probably do a load. We'll probably do some random chats during the World Cup, but we are yeah. going to do some watch-alongs during the World Cup. Just going to let you know, we are going to do some. Um, not loads, but we're going to do a few just to get us through the World Cup and keep us going and keep us all connected. So we'll have a nice time at the World Cup. Um, our day trippers beanies are available on weareliverpool.ie. There's not many of them left. They're flying. Um, keep your head warm this winter. 21 euros each get in there and buy them on weareliverpool.ie and if you buy when you get entered into a competition before November the 18th you get in, entered into a competition where you can win a cap a, a cap a beanie a t-shirt and a water bottle from weareliverpool.ie and the quality of the stuff is very very good so if you want to do that if you buy three things off them you get three entrants so there you go Um, 
I bought two things off them the other day and I won't be allowed to go into it, but that's just how it goes. Um, we're all done. Keith's had his film stuff. Emmett's out with two of his family that show off at weddings, which is sound. Liverpool are shy, but look, all things could change. Get and, um, yeah, get yourself a bobble hat. Fuck it, just put it over your eyes and your ears until uh, the World Cup turns <laughs> up. Um, tomorrow, winners and losers, me, Davo, and um, Conan from the Villa. Conan? Conan? Ah. Yeah. Colin. Yeah. yeah. Colin. Oh, I said Colin and I said to myself, is that yeah. right? Um, yeah, from the Villa podcast. He's on tomorrow night. Tuesday night will be a preview of Liverpool Ajax. Wednesday will be full time Reds. Thursday will be the viewer's voice. Friday will be Premier League forecast. Saturday will be full time Reds after Leeds. And Sunday will be the Fat Back Four. Thanks a million for watching. Hit the like button on your way out if you haven't already. Big up to the one man that hit, or woman, that hit the thumbs down. It's a man. I know who it is. Fair play. Um, I love the dedication. And um, that's it. Talk to you in a bit. Over now. Sports Social Podcast Network.